He has run for 100 yards eight times. The Colts have won eight of those games. The Colts have eight wins on the season. I mean, what, what else do you need to say that he is the most valuable player to his team? Welcome into another episode of The Chop Shop. I'm Trey Wingo here alongside my good buddy, Mark Schlereth. Here in The Chop Shop, we're partnering once again with our friends at Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Vans. Hey, when was the last time you seriously considered your dreams? I mean, come on, you used to think about them all the time. What happened? I say it's time that you and your dreams got back together. I mean, think about it. You could live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour all 423 national parks, build a mountain cabin with your dad, or even start up your own business. Really, whatever you want to dream up. And it's a Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about here, kids. So expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. It runs like, well, a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz dealership and get that Sprinter van. Tell them your dream sent you. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome into a holiday edition of the Chop Shop. Trey Wingo here with Mark Schlereth. Uh, Stinky, I got into the mood. I'm semi-formal. Here's the semi, the cap. And you see my holiday blazer? Wow. That? You like that? That you is like that? that is special. I'm pretty much wearing the same thing I wear every single day. You know, I, yeah, cha- I actually change my T-shirt, and I do shower, yeah. but I keep the same sweatshirt on pretty much every day. Yeah, shout out to my good friend John O'Donnell who runs Johnny O for this blazer. It's absolutely amazing. And with the gratuitous plug out of the way, let's get into it. Uh, first of all, I mentioned my holiday jacket. My holiday jacket is nice. Kurt Warner's jacket stole the weekend. Oh, my gosh. I, You know, I like puffy jackets as much as the next guy likes puffy jackets. Woo! But the puffy silver jacket is like... Did you go to space or was that Michael Strahan? I think maybe maybe I just was confused. Maybe it was you, Kurt Warner, who actually got launched into space last week. Do, do you remember Rich Ornberger, the former offensive lineman? Oh, he had sure. a great tweet. He he took he took Warner's jacket and put the old MTV Music Award astronaut guy right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he took he turned into an MTV award, Kurt Warner did. My daughter came home, Avery came home for Christmas and her little Italian Greyhound, it's about eight pounds and it's just spastic and it's cold all the time. She was we were going to go take my granddaughter to ice skating and she had her in this silver jacket. I think I sent you a picture and I yeah, thought Kurt I thought Kurt Warner was in my living room. I was like, Kurt, is that you? <laughs> Kurt Warner? No. She's got a and silver my, puffy jacket. The little dog does. My favorite thing about the whole thing, Kurt was like, hey man, you know, on Twitter, he's like, you're talking about my jacket. We got a game to talk about. I'm like, bro, you don't buy that jacket without knowing people will be looking at you going, we need to talk about that jacket. <laughs> well, I just say from the word go, you got to have a set of onions to wear that jacket on national television. <laughs> so like, or, I, or a gold jacket, right? Like if you get a gold jacket. I you get a pass on wearing that jacket. Uh, yeah. You get a pass on the silver jacket. I just tipped my cap. I would have gone. Yeah. I'm not going to wear this. Uh, not going to happen. So good for him. All right. So let's move on. And the NFL is trying to move on Mark because uh, the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus is now just going through locker rooms one at a time in the NFL. And look, they're, they're, we're just we're all trying to avoid getting hit by a target we can't see at this point. So it's kind of a mess. Uh, we had two Tuesday night games because of this. Uh, we just found out 
uh, when we're taping this, that the Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, is now tested positive for COVID as well as 15 Jets are right now in the COVID protocol. So I, I, I guess the way to start this is it wouldn't surprise me if some of these games, potentially the Jets and maybe the Chiefs, depending on what happens there, if they get moved as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, I think one of the things the NFL and, you know, Commissioner Adam Silver from the NBA, they're all like, hey, man, this is something we're going to have to kind of manage and live with. And we're going to be able to move games and do those things. And, you know, there's part of me that also feels like based on the NFL saying, hey, we got to be vaccinated. We got to do all these things. They're kind of starting to look at this as uh, almost like don't ask, don't tell. Like, hey, listen, if you're vaccinated and you're not having any symptoms, you know, let's be as safe as we can, but the games are going to go on. So that's, it just feels like that's kind of where we are right now. And, um, well, that's exactly where we are. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly like, like suddenly, you know, remember, remember last all summer, the NFL PA wanted testing every day. Yeah. And now they agree with the NFL. Ah, we don't need to test those guys. Nah, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. That's so kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of where we're, you know, I, I'm, I test, I test every week Yeah, and, um, and, you know, you, you get it, but I'm like, well, wait a minute. The last two weeks that I've done games, I was in I was in New York for the Cowboys game last week. Yeah. And I'm like, well, right now, because of what's going on in the NFL, now we've gone back to Zoom meetings. We're not going into the facilities. I'm like, well, what, do I still need a test? I'm not going into yeah. the facility. I'm not seeing anybody. Yeah. So, you know, better safe than sorry, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, it is, uh, it's kind of crazy times. No, no question about it. Speaking of crazy times, uh, we had a couple of games yesterday because of crazy times. Let's start with the Rams. Big win over the Seahawks. Two takeaways. Uh, one, Cooper Cup is ridiculous, and apparently obvious PIs are never called against the Rams. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I mean, I mean, I, I put the tweet up of the NFC Championship game against the Saints, and I said, a, a blatant PI on the Rams not called? Weird. And there was Mikel Roby Coleman knocking over Lewis, and it right. got like 5,000 <laughs> Tweets, what I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what they were looking at there. How do you not make that call, right? I have no idea. I, I mean, yeah. What do you What do you say? I mean, he's all. Was it? What's What's the guy's name? Jones. He's all over. Yeah, all yeah. over. Um. So uh, you know, I mean, it is. It, there is a, an element of human error, and um, and and we know that. But you know, the the bigger story is what Cooper Cup is doing, obviously. That's and, right. Let's move on from human error to human excellence. Yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup, in the last six games, he's got 74 targets in six games and 59 catches. 59 catches and 74 targets in the last six games. I mean, the, the, the pace and the mind melt. You know, it was shocking last night when – when Matthew Stafford threw an interception and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford weren't on the same page because we haven't yeah. seen it. Like they are so yeah. they're in this, this, you know, I mean, they went to the university of Narnia together. They're in such a mind melt situation. And um, it just had been incredible to watch them work together, watch them orchestrate the offense together. And I just, it's so much fun to watch, man. And, and the, and the fact that Cooper cup is, is a wide receiver that actually plays tight end half the time because he's their blocking guy on the end of the line of scrimmage is insane to me. Well, just a couple of numbers here. He has 90 or more receiving yards in 10 consecutive games. That breaks the tie he had with Hall of Famer Michael Irvin and now current Rand teammate Odell Beckham Jr. for the longest such streak in 70 years. He's the fourth game this year, uh, Tuesday night, with 130 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns, tying for the most 
Uh, second most ever in a season with Roy Green and Bobby Mitchell. Uh, Don Hudson has the most in 1942. So Don Hudson was an outlier in every way, shape, or form. He broke Isaac Bruce's single season uh, reception record for the Rams. Uh, put some respect on Cooper Cup's name. That's all we're saying. Like he, I know he doesn't look like the receiver that you think would be doing these things because he's a little guy. He's amazing. He's absolutely amazing, and you just have to appreciate what he's doing because it's ridiculous. Yeah, his uh, his wide receiver coach Eric Yarber was my college teammate at the University of Idaho, and Eric yeah. always tells him he's like, dude, he's faster than you think. Like he's a lot faster yeah. than you think. He's shiftier than you think. He goes, I always tell him wear black shoes and look as slow as possible. We want you to look as <laughs> slow as possible because you're going to sneak on people. And um, I tell you, he's he's phenomenal. The the kid is. He's so much fun to watch. There's no question about it. Then we move on to the other Tuesday night game, which was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles taking on whatever was the Washington football team with all their COVID issues the other night. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the real deal. It's 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 different than most people are doing it, but uh, that offense continues to crank out all kinds of yards. Now, I think that the slow end of the slow start to the season is going to hurt them in the end because all Dallas needs, and we'll get to Dallas in a second, is a win Sunday against Washington to clinch the division and thus guarantee a home playoff game. But Philadelphia is going to be interesting come playoff time if they continue to produce offensively the way they are. Yeah, they are so unique. Well, first and foremost, man, their run game is so unique. And then you create a bunch of easy play action stuff off their run game. But they have, like, up front what they do. Dallas Goddard, tight end, can block the end of the line of scrimmage, is a great receiver. But I think that they have – such versatility because they can play the smash mouth game with you. They can get outside. They can use the pin and pull, pull their guards, pull their center. Um, they're incredibly athletic, so they're great at the second level. They're, you know, their guards and their centers can get up on linebackers slash safeties and dominate them You know, 12 yards deep in the defensive backfield. So they've just got this unique balance of their run game. They can attack you with power, attack you with speed, quickness, and, and leverage. And so – that makes them incredibly hard to defend when it comes to the running game. And then, obviously, Jalen Hurts and, and what he's doing, running the ball, the play action stuff that comes off of that. Um, they're a tough out. I, I can't believe I called the game in New York when they lost to the Giants. And that, to me, was that was kind of almost their chance to win the NFC East. I, I just didn't think there Correct. was any way they were going to lose uh, that game because they're, they really, they're really a tough football team. You called the Cowboys game Sunday. They won, and it was uh, you know it was it was a win. You never apologize for a win. What did you like about what you saw in Dallas, and what didn't you like? Well, what Dan Quinn's got that defense, the way he's got that defense playing, Trey. It's um, they have, and they had some COVID issues, so they lost some players. But they have incredible depth and rotation up front with their with their front four. They've got two edge rushers and. Demarcus Lawrence and and Randy Gregory that can really play Odigizuwa inside did not play but he is outstanding and they've got this versatility so one of the things that's really hard when you play offense is a team that has a ton of versatility being able to ID the defense because you walk up the line of scrimmage and you want to say hey this is what they're in this is who we have to block this is the guy that plays Mike this is the guy that plays Sam this guy plays Will that guy's a D end and all of a sudden, you see Demarcus Lawrence is playing nose guard or D tackle, and you got Leighton Vanderesh playing defensive end, and you got Michael Parsons is all over the place. They are they are so good, and they're so instinctual, like they really understand what they're doing. So they ran this little the Giants ran this little pick stunt, and they had Anthony Brown, the cornerback, and Micah Parsons in man to man. 
They motioned a, a, a running back out there, and they ran this perfect pick stunt. And so Galladay runs this this rail route right down the sideline, and the running back, it was Booker, who came over and picked Anthony Brown. And it's a touchdown. Micah Parsons yeah. just instantly sees it off like a shot, defends it at the goal line, knocks it away. You know how hard it is when you're in man coverage and you're supposed to, you're in man on that back and all of a sudden they run that pick and you be, you're able to process in your mind, my guy just got picked. There's no way he can keep it. And then all of a sudden you have the speed, athleticism and the instinct to turn and just run to a junction point, understanding what that route is going to be and defend it. Like it's, it's stuff that just doesn't happen. And all of a sudden with this kid as a rookie, he's like, oh yeah, I got that. Oh, you need me to rush the passer and get sacked? Yeah, I can do that. Oh, you need me to defend the run? Yeah, I got that. Oh, you need me to play Mike, Sam, Will? I can do all that. It's it's incredible what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, Trey. Yeah, I I think that people don't understand. Like Mike is a part-time edge rusher and maybe even less part-time now with Gregory and and Tank Lawrence back. If he was a full-time edge rusher, He'd probably be close to setting the, the single season record that Strahan has a 22 and a half. If he played linebacker the entire time, he'd probably lead the league in tackles and force fumbles. I mean, that's that's how versatile this guy is. And I think that's the thing that's sort of lost uh, in everything. What, what's the one thing you don't like about him? Uh, it's got to be where they are def- uh, offensively right now. And, you know, yeah. I tried. I mean, I tried to talk to Dak about, hey, the injury and, you know, hampered a little bit. And since week six, you pulled that calf. You missed. You had the bye week. You missed week eight. You came back. The offense hasn't been the same since that time. Um, he's having none of it, man. Absolutely not. No way. No shape. No how. I feel great. I've never felt better. I'm ready to roll. Um, but they're just out of sync. They're out of sync in the passing game. A little bit out of sync in the running game as well. They really wanted to work against the Giants about reestablishing the outside run, and they did that. Um, they had a lot of pin and pull stuff. They did a good job of uh, capturing the edge of the line of scrimmage, and both uh, Zeke Elliott and Pollard did a good job on the edge. So that was something that at least they captured. They got that back, but they still have strides that they have to make kind of combining um, that run game and creating some play action off of that. The one thing that – you know, that you keep kind of looking at saying, hey, man, they, Tyron Smith is has missed four games. Um, you yeah. know, Gallup has missed a, a game. Uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb's missed a game. Uh, Amari Cooper's Amari missed Cooper two. had some COVID issues. Yeah, had, he missed two games. So th- there's been a little bit of lack of continuity on the offensive side of the ball. But they, the defense is bailing them out right now. They get, They have to be better on the offensive side. They have to figure it out offensively. Yeah, they do. And by the way, one thing about the Cowboys, uh, they are 9-0 uh, in conference play. Uh, the last team to pull that off was the Philadelphia Eagles in conference. And they went on to play in Super Bowl 39. So just keep that in mind. That's how dominant they've been in conference this year uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. What is it about Tampa Tom and his inability to beat the Saints with a shutout win? And we'll get into the shutout in a second, Stink. With a shutout win by the Saints in Tampa, last night or Sunday night, rather the bucks. This is their record when they don't play the saints with Tom Brady as their starting quarterback, 24 and five, including playoffs against every other team, one and four, including playoffs against the saints. They've swept them twice. And obviously the bucks won the playoff game a year ago in new Orleans is every other team in the league calling the saints. And what are you doing? How do you beat this guy? What are you doing? Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm, they have to, I think there's a couple of things and I've, 
you know, I, I've done both a bunch of Bucks games and a bunch of Saints games. And there, there's a couple of things that set the Saints apart that they struggle with. There, there's some teams that you just don't match up well against. And for whatever reason, you know, personnel or scheme, but they've had a tough time blocking their front. David Onyemata is a beast inside. Uh, Davenport is playing as well as any D-end in football right now. Cameron Jordan, they just don't have an answer for him. And then Demario Davis is great. I think one of the other uh, – oh, gosh, what's their their nickel? It's not Roby Coleman. Gardner it's, Johnson. Uh, Gardner, Gardner Johnson. Yeah, Gardner Johnson. He is a, a chess piece for them and is really – He's really taken away, you know, he's good in playing the run, but really taken away that that intermediate inside passing game. They just have they just have their number. And there are those teams, Trey, that no matter how good you are or how hard you work or whatever, they just match up well against you. And I've had a couple of those teams. The Giants were that way for me when I played for Washington. Um, always just a really difficult matchup. So there, there are some of those teams. The Chargers, even though we beat the Chargers all the time offensively, we struggled against the Chargers defense back in the day when they had Perella and they had Jamal Williams and they had Junior Seau and Kirk Gavea and Rodney Harrison. It was just a really hard matchup for us. And so, you know, luckily their offense just sucked. But uh, defensively, they were really good. <laughs> So, okay, so so here's the question for the Bucks, though, right? Because they lost nine nothing. For people that don't understand how how rare that was, the last time the Tom Brady led offense was shut out was the start of the 2003 season when the Bills beat them 31 to nothing. Um, they lose at home where they had been unbeaten and averaged at least 30 points per game. They don't score a single point. Leonard Fournette on injured reserve. Chris Godwin is out no matter what happens in the postseason. How much damage did that game alone do to the Bucks' Super Bowl chances? Yeah, I think it hurts quite a bit. You know, Leonard Fournette, um, he's been a beast. That, and, and they don't – you know them. They're they're going to sit down and they're going to throw the ball most of the time with Tom Brady. But Leonard has been a beast. And come playoff time last year, it was really, to me, a lot of it was the running game and the play-action stuff that came off the running game yeah. that really helped them roll to the Super Bowl. Godwin is a, a, a problem. I think they can replace to a degree Leonard Floyd. Um, Fournette. Godwin is the issue. Godwin is like not only is he kind of their slot guy, their go-to guy, but he is their play action guy. He is their insert guy in the running game. He does a lot of things for them that probably like he makes a big impact on the game when he doesn't touch the ball. And that to me is yeah. is how do you replace how do you replace that stuff? And and those are the things. He's the guy that I think is really concerning for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, one thing that will help, Antonio Brown is back. And God bless Bruce Arians for his honesty, who once last year said, don't want him on our team. And if he makes one more mistake, he's gone. Well, he gave around fake backs cards and was suspended. They asked him if he's coming back and playing, and Arians said yes. And they asked him why, and he said, because it's in the best interest of the football team. Hey, I appreciate the freaking honesty, man. Like, it, right. we all know that if Antonio Brown was the third or fourth uh, string wide receiver, he's not on the team. It's desperate times call for desperate measures, and the, the the more talented you are, the longer the leash always is. That's never changed, and it's never going to change. A hundred percent, and um, I'm with you. I, I think that Antonio, to be fair, he probably didn't know that creating fake vax card. I mean, listen, you get your information from Rogan, and you get your information from your cook. <laughs> like, who didn't know your cook wasn't the best place to get a vax card? I like. Uh, you know what? Now we all know. We've all been educated. So thank you, Antonio Brown. Not only that, but if Antonio Brown like ever paid his debts, 
we'd never hear about any of these problems. Let's just be honest right. about that. Pay people Good and point. your life would be a lot easier, Antonio. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, have the Cardinals taken a break? Why can't they get it going anymore? And you lost to Detroit? Stay with us. Chop Chop coming back. No two dreams are the same, but there is one van equipped to handle them all. For over 120 years, Mercedes-Benz vans have been built, upfitted, and ready to go because we believe dreams should never stay that way because those who find their passion drive their passion. So you can stop following your dreams and start driving them. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their team to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network giving small businesses tools to grow. Hey, welcome into our new weekly segment, Trace Trends, presented by Caesar Sportsbook. Now, Caesar Sportsbook is the greatest sports betting app of all time, people. Why? Patience. I'm about to tell you because Caesars makes everyone feel like an emperor. When you place your bets, win or lose, you earn more with Caesar rewards. Dining, getaway, stays, so many perks. Now let me explain what that means. You see, in our world, Caesar isn't the only emperor. You see, if you check the spelling, there is no apostrophe in Caesars. Why is that? It's because everyone who downloads the app is treated like an emperor. We are all Caesars. Caesar Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesar's rewards, which means win or lose, you'll earn reward credits with every single wager. Redeem those credits for sports tickets, dining, getaways, and more. Presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. Here's a little sneak peek in what you can learn if you watch Trey's trends on the Caesar Sportsbook social media and YouTube channels. Some information that might help you out when you're deciding where to place your money. Look, no AFC teams have clinched a playoff spot, making this the first time since 2002 that the AFC will enter week 16 with no teams having clinched a playoff spot. That sets up a pair of colossal division games this week. And we start with the eight and six Bills traveling to Foxborough to take on the nine and five Patriots with the AFC East title hanging in the balance. New England starts the week as a one and a half point favorite. Why? Well, Bill Belichick does have a 36 and seven record against the Bills, including that Monday night win week 13 where Mac Jones threw all three passes, the fewest in a game since 1974. That's why. Every team in the AFC North has either seven or eight wins. Sunday, the Bengals are two and a half point favorites at home over the Ravens. Now, each of the last four meetings between these two has been decided by 24 points or more, including that big Bengals win 41 to 17 in Baltimore in week seven. That loss started a 3-5 and five stretch for the Ravens, which wasted their 5-1 and one start out of the gate. Find more of Trey's Trends at Caesar Sports on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube with new episodes dropping every Friday. 21 or older, 18 or older in D.C. must be located in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah and other states where it's prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., and Nevada, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. 
Tennessee, call or text TN Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Copyright 2021, Caesars Entertainment. Coming soon to New York, gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, welcome back to the Chop Shop. Trey Wingo here with Mark Schlereth, our pre-Christmas holiday edition. Mark, as you know, we are sponsored by our good friends at Mercedes-Benz, especially the Sprinter Vans who help reconnect you with your dreams. And what a dream Sunday it was for Man Campbell. No need to break kneecaps, just found a way to break the Arizona Cardinals in a huge win. Their second win of the year. Yeah, he was not breaking kneecaps, he was breaking jaws. They, yeah. they were, I mean, breaking jaws and shortening necks. Um, physically pummeling the Arizona cars. I had an idea that this game might not go well for Arizona when uh, Kyler Murray came out in Honolulu blue shoes. Like yeah. you come out with you're, you're tempting the football gods. You come it's out fair. with it's the fair. opponent's shoe color. You're going to be in deep trouble. And he went in and, and changed those at some point. But um, you know, it's it's interesting. I think one of the things that happens to you, Trey. When you're good and you win a lot, there's a couple things that happen to you. The attention to detail wanes a little bit, right? Hey, man, we can't make that mistake when we're playing a good team. Or, hey, we, we got to clean that up. And you're like, oh, yeah, we'll clean that up. We'll clean that up. The other thing is, is when you play with a lead a bunch, you know what it does? Like defensive players, let's face it, just between us. Defensive players, one, are dumb. And two, they're selfish, right? I mean, that's we all know that. That's 100%. There's, hey, there's nothing we can do about that. It's just the way it is. But when you play with a lead a lot, it creates this selfishness of, I want to compile stats. I want to go get sacks. I yeah. want to make the difference. I want to do all those things. And what ends up happening is when you face a team like Detroit that just tried to shove it down your gullet, um, you're off your point. You're pass rushing on a rundown. You, you're creating what I call a picket fence or a swinging gate and a picket fence. One guy is actually playing the run. The other guy's rushing the passer. Now there's a big gaping chasm that you run through and you get to the second level. And then it's about, you know, can you make a guy miss in space? Like that to me is one of those things that happens to you when you play with a lead is that you don't really play, you know, both sides. Of the, you don't play the run and the pass. You're just trying to get statistics. You're trying yeah. to get sacks. You're trying to get interceptions. And I think they have they have been, you know, so especially on the road, they've been so good on the road that they haven't had to play both sides of the fence, so to speak. So yeah. I think that's one of the things they have to really get back to kind of that attention to detail when it comes to the way they defend people. Real quickly before we move on, something to watch uh, for Arizona, okay? Over the last three seasons under Cliff Kingsbury, they're 15-5-1 through the first seven weeks of the season. They're 8-17 and 17 after that. So what we're seeing here from the Cardinals with these two straight losses is what we've seen the last couple of years. We'll see if they can turn it around now because that division is very much in play with the Rams' big win uh, over the Seahawks uh, on Tuesday. Kudos to John Harbaugh. Like, I love the fact that he went for it in two of the last three games, down a point, needing a two-point conversion to tie. Uh, and that in that loss uh, to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, which clinched the NFC North for them. But, Mark, I hated the play call. I hated the play call because when you roll out to the right like that, you're essentially cutting half the end zone out of play. And if you watch that replay as he's trying to, trying to throw it to Andrews, as soon as he rolls to the right, Darnell Savage is so smart. He makes a beeline for Andrews because Andrews and I think one other player were the only other – players that uh, Hundley was even throwing the football to, 
they eliminated half the field. I I, I love the idea of going for it because he was like, look, if we tie this game, Aaron Rodgers has 42 seconds and a, and a timeout. They're going to kick a field goal to win the game. Let's make them try and kick a field goal uh, to beat us with the lead because we're with our backup quarterback and we have a depleted secondary. Let's try and win the game right here. I love the call. I love the decision. I hated the call. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a lot of that. You know, there's that whole kind of concept, and you go back to the West Coast, Bill Walsh days, a sprint ride option, you know, and every one of us has run it a million times. It, it's an easy protection scheme. Um, I love, you know, like, what I love is putting guys in conflict. So what I want to do is I want to fake a run and make you have to say, okay, are we going to defend that run? And if we're going to defend that run, now all of a sudden I leak somebody out or I can get, you know, that that high-low kind of create that high-low um, conflict and somebody running the back end line, somebody running the front end line. Um, I, I just like Harbaugh, I understand the call. I mean, me, I'm, I'm fairly – I guess I'm just more conservative. I want to tie the game so I can get it overtime. But I'm not angry at him for, for making the call. But I'm with you. And, and the call before was also – yeah. You know, the, the couple weeks before was also to Andrews. So at some point – That play was there, by to, the way. Lamar just missed yeah. him. Like, that play was right. there. He just missed him. Right. I think at some point you got to you gotta change the uh, – like, change the main target, if you will, right? <laughs> Break some of your own tendencies. So – but I understand going to your best players, too. I, I just – it's it's hard. I, it's one of the reasons, though, that the guys love playing for John Harbaugh. You know, I mean, but what are what like seriously though? What are you going to say as a player if your coach comes to you and says, "Hey, what you guys want to go for it?" No, that's I don't all, like. That's all so scripted for the cameras. Like, what do they expect? No, coach, I, I don't. I don't believe in myself. Right, right. No, coach, I'd rather let him win it. You know, it's <laughs> right. Nobody, like, come on, nobody ever. Like when you were yeah. a kid playing hoops in your own yard, yeah. You didn't, you know, you're you're back and forth. It's just you, right? And you're you didn't go five, four, three, two. Pass it to the other guy. You, know? <laughs> you took the freaking shot. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, winners want the ball, as they said in the replacements. Right. We always say, and and the Chiefs have validated this. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. Uh, I think there are a couple teams out there, one in the NFC and one in the AFC that look like they're going to make it into the postseason or have a say in who gets into the postseason. I don't think anybody wants to play those teams right now. And that would be the San Francisco 49ers and the Colts. Let's start with the Colts because we always know, we always know what the MVP really is. It's the best player. Normally 99% of the time, a quarterback on the best team. That's what the MVP is at this point in the NFL. But if you really believe in the term valuable, Jonathan Taylor running back for the Colts, is the MVP of the league. He has run for 100 yards eight times. The Colts have won eight of those games. The Colts have eight wins on the season. I mean, what what else yeah. do you need to say that he is the most valuable player to his team? Yeah. I am not a uh, mathematician, nor am I smart, but it seems that... You went to, wait, you went seems, to Harvard or the Northwest, Idaho. Yeah, Come on, man. It, it, it seems that those things line up. They're congruent, right? If you went, run for 100-plus yards, yeah. you win. I don't know. I just it, it seems to make sense to me. They are so physical. I mean... Come on, when you win a game, this why you always say this, and I couldn't agree with you more. Quarterback stats or quarterback win losses are ridiculous. Carson Wentz goes five of twelve. He was terrible. He, he was flat he out terrible. Thrown, he he should have thrown four picks. I mean, yeah. five of twelve, and you still find a way 
to beat New England, who's, who's won, on a seven-game seven winning straight. streak. Seven yeah, straight. Seven yeah. straight. I mean, it just is incredible what they were able to do. But Jonathan Taylor, how he affects the game, I mean, that the physical nature and the, and the things you know, and, and San Francisco's the same way. When you can dominate physically, things that travel well in the playoffs, you play great defense, you physically wear people out. I'll go back and, and I'll argue with anybody. Last year's playoff run for every team, Show me the team that won the battle of the trenches. Show yep. me the team that did that. I'll show you the team that won 100% of the playoff games. Playoff football is just different. It, it, yep. just, it just is. Yep. And those two teams are two teams that nobody wants in. And if they get in, nobody wants to face. Yep, I totally agree. And oh, by the way, speaking of running backs, as a, as a wide receiver, Debo Samuel makes a really good one. He has seven rushing touchdowns. That leads uh, any other running back on the 49ers by two. He's trying to become the first wide receiver since the AFL-NFL merger of 1970 to lead his team in rushing touchdowns, and I think he's going to do it. So uh, keep an eye on those two teams down the stretch of the season. Buddy, it is always good to talk to you. Uh, have a wonderful holiday. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you uh, next week, all right? All right, buddy. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. And thanks again to our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook. Remember to visit Caesars.com to see if sports betting is available where you live.